I'm now joined by James Dapper of Majedi Asset Management, who's been part of the team that manages the UK Growth Fund since April 2012. James, it's good as ever to see you. Thanks, Chris. James, the UK economy is perceived by many to be not as healthy as others around the globe. You manage a portfolio of UK-listed companies, but I assume you seek to harness global growth. Could you explain how you achieve this in the current environment? Well, you're right that the UK economy is often labelled as being in the doldrums. And in the UK, we are so lucky in that it's a really international market. About two-thirds of earnings are from overseas countries. But I have to say, this last period was not a period to be hitching your wagon to the international area of the stock market because the UK economy really did get up some steam over this period. You'll be aware over the summer... Any newspaper you picked up, there were constant positive headlines on the UK economy. And against that background, you wanted and we did have the UK portfolio rammed full of domestic UK cyclicals. That's how you did well over this last 12 months. So so actually getting in there early was the key to success from that perspective? It was. And, you know, looking back on it, we thought around the turn of the calendar year, we could see reasons why actually people's perception of the dull old UK economy might change. And a lot of this was related to the fact that CPI and RPI were coming off very high levels and small changes actually just takes a little bit of pressure off the jugular of the UK consumer. That's what happened. Net result was retailers, banks, All of those blazed. Let's talk about that in context of some of the companies in the portfolio. I know that, as you say, the retailers and the financials have done well. Let's focus on that and start by focusing on the financials. How does that play in terms of your exposure to Aviva and RBS and, and, and your current feeling about the opportunities in those shares? You're right. The UK banks have had a strong year as perceptions have changed a lot in terms of capital adequacy, the resilience of profits, the write-offs and the like. Now, the two you name, Aviva and RBS, actually have had a slightly checkered 12 months relative to some of the others. But from here, we're very optimistic, really, on both. And how do you Look at that in terms of the way in which you're allocating exposure in the portfolio to to financials. You clearly need to be ahead of the game, but how do you make sure you don't miss out on the the opportunities and those that have done well this year? Well, take Lloyd's. A year ago, we were buying Lloyd's at a big discount to book value. Then the perception was all about the downside. Now, 12 months in, the government's able to place at stake a big part of its stake at a premium to book value, and it's all about how quickly will earnings grow? How soon will the dividend be reinstated? Against that background, you know, we become a bit more cautious, perhaps take a few profits against that background. And we were talking earlier about the revival of the domestic economy and um, one of the big contributors to performance this year has been ITV. Now, clearly, ITV gets revenue from from advertising. Has that been the major boost to its profitability and therefore its share price this year? Yeah, ITV has been fascinating because my guess is the odd listener might think, well, when I watch telly, I fast forward, I never watch the ads. So think that rather dreary episode of Downton Abbey on, on Sunday. 
Even if you do that, you see some ads. You see the EasyJet ad. You see the Premier Inn. You see the Tesco Finest ads. But the reality is that demographic, the average demographic of ITV, is slightly different. And ITV does have a huge stranglehold on blockbuster audiences. So a staggering stat. I, I mean, I really think this is an amazing stat. Over ninety nine percent of commercial shows with more than five million watchers are on ITV channels. So if you are launching a product and you're going to be pretty conservative about how you launch that product, you go to ITV. ITV advertising works. So it's about the advertising. It's also about the programming. So programming had been a bit risk averse. Over the years, it's now gradually getting more creative. The audiences are growing, and this is a gradual virtual circle. Because I think when you attract good people, you perhaps attract more good people. It happens in every creative industry. So ITV has got the two building blocks going positively, and the net result is quite big upgrades. That, that's really interesting, and, and and if you put that in the context of the retailers, how does that how does that play through to the retailers? Because retailers, obviously, you mentioned Tesco, are obviously big advertisers. Yeah, retailers, as you rightly say, are big advertisers. So think about the big success of the John Lewis campaign or M and S in the past. But actually, advertising is much more broad than just retailers. It's、um, some of the comparison sites. It's some of the financial services. It's the car companies. It's pretty broad in reality, but the fact that retailers are advertising a bit more is a good sign that actually retailers are deciding against this background to try and grow share. Clearly, portfolio management is about having more successes than failures and failures in the portfolio, and, and one doesn't like to focus on failures, but there are always learning lessons from them. I, I wondered if you could help our listeners understand one of the more troubled stocks in the portfolio so far this year, and, and what you've done about it. Yeah, Chris, you're right. You've always got a navel gaze a bit at the failures, and one that stands out this year was First Group. First Group is a mix of bus companies. Of train companies, and in the states, a student bus operation. Now, here the issue was that their balance sheet was stretched. In their business plan, they were hoping to get a franchise, which was awarded and then rescinded. They then struggled to meet profit forecasts, and the rating agency decided to do a downgrade, which forced them into a rights issue. Now the net result was that was dilutive, so that reduced the earnings power of the business. But we are where we are. What we've seen now is change, and we think we will now see quite a strong rebuild in earnings from here. So disappointment, underperformance, but from here we're reasonably optimistic about the company. So the key is sort of a rational, objective observation of what the prospects are, rather than an emotional reaction to the disappointment of a poor share price performance in the short term. I think that's right. We've got to analyse it. We've got to be as dispassionate as you can when you've had a mistake, and not not panic. Basically, you've got to analyse the potential from here and not look back. James, that's really fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. 
Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.